I don't want you guys looking at me if I can't see you guys. Right. No. This is out of control. This is. That makes total sense. Hey, are you? I will just stare at you. I can take my shirt off. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Pants are gone. Sorry, guys. Um, For everyone that does not know, can you like really quickly describe I am Tiber? So I the Tiber is just like an idiot study. It's basically <laughs> it's it's basically articles that I think up while I'm driving to work and then write when I get home. Um, I it actually started um, because if you go to literally any Catholic website in the Catholic blogosphere, um, and then just go to the comment section, and inevitably it's just like a war breaking out between people. And, and these are right. Catholics. We're united, uh, and everybody was always so angry at each other. So my idea was to let's let's go ahead and start a site where we could just take a take a breath, relax for a minute, and just kind of laugh at ourselves. So that's sort of what I have the Tiber's trying to do. It's trying to bring light, bring to light uh, issues in the church, but sort of uh, uh, in a funny, comical, satirical way, so that people can sort of remember to take a step back, just enjoy that we're Christian and we're Catholic. Yeah. Um, that bombed horribly because if you go to my, if you go to I have the Tiber and read some of the comments there, um, <laughs> it gets it gets kind of vicious as well. So the best part about I have the Tiber is when you go to one of the comment section of people who think one hundred percent that it's true that the thing that you wrote is real, you know, like sometimes people do to the onion or um, all these other like satirical things. And they are so pissed. They are so pissed off or they take it so seriously. Do you, do you scan the comments? Do you engage with people in the comments? I don't really engage very, I've done it before. I'd I'd rather just let it go and just see where, you know, what they say. Um, But yeah, it's definitely a success when, uh, when people fall for it. My, I think my my greatest <laughs> triumph is that you remember early on in in Pope Francis's uh, pontificate when he he did his first like plane interview and he the New York Times reported him saying something like he he's okay with gay marriage or something like that and yeah. um, so I wrote I wrote a piece about how he's making it mandatory for all Catholics <laughs> to be gay one to be of my favorite, yeah. right. <laughs> And there was newspapers in Kenya and Nigeria that picked that up as <laughs> as fact and posted it on their news. Oh, that <laughs> is awesome! So I should have just I should have just shut the site down then and just been happy with that. And it's like, I know, <laughs> done, peak made. <laughs> yeah, not Sorry. much else to do now. What else? Well, uh, <laughs> Sorry, now Kenya. All I, have, all I have to do now is just uh, all I have to look forward to now in my life is just pissing off all the Catholics I can I can find. And <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What I really, what I love about what you are doing is that it's a thing, because I think a lot of Catholic stuff out there, it's it's trying to appeal to everyone in the like, in the sense that you know they hope that like it'll be like up on up on Facebook and people will all will all like share it and you know you're like mom or dad or you might have like a friend who's not really who's not really into the faith at all they'll like really go oh this is a great point and what i love about your stuff is you kind of have to be like in the club to get it like when you have the thing that says scott hans next book is going to be pun tastic <laughs> like that's great because like, only people who read scott Hahn books will get that right oh, and, and it's i'm oh, sorry 
No, no, go, carry on. Well, say because I honestly think it's like one of the few things out there where like the content is purely original. It's not like a ripoff of anything else. You're just trying to do like a funny, a satirical thing. I try my best to make it. You know, a lot of times, a lot of my friends who are, you know, high school friends who follow the site but don't aren't practicing Catholics will will like it. Will like my post on Facebook and then ask me later. I don't even get half of the stuff you mean, <laughs> uh, and, and and that's basically because it's an inside joke. It's basically an inside joke yeah. between me and you guys and all the, uh, and, and, the, and my, what I consider my Catholic family. And so we can all laugh about it and joke about it. And then nobody else is understanding what I'm talking about. The, can I just, I just want to say something. The best part about, I, <laughs> about the Pope Francis declares homosexuality obligatory for all Catholics, New York Times reports. Uh, so your line is, if someone is gay and he searches for the Lord and has goodwill, who am I to judge? And would it not be judgmental for me not to require all Catholics to walk in his footsteps? And the people in the comments section, what a joke this site is. The Vatican should sue the site administrator for slander. And then, uh, oh, my God, uh, the person who wrote that is working with Satan. This is horrible. Uh, and then one person tried to come to the Pope's defense. Cute, but it doesn't work. The Pope has little dominion of English. It's still thinking in Spanish. It means that we should all walk in the footsteps of Christ, not become <laughs> homosexual. And someone wrote, you do realize this is a parody, right? And someone wrote under this, she has little dominion of parody. <laughs> you have to have some type oh, of goodness, drinking game based upon people's reaction. No, like, that'd be so it's a much fun. Great idea, and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should say that 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 article itself was written by a priest friend of mine. Um, <laughs> so mo most of the articles are written by my by me. I, I don't let anybody else write. But there is a, a club of a few people um, of really close friends that I consider uh, funnier than I, and. I, I will typically send them out articles and say, hey, what do you think of this? And they'll, they'll either love it or bash me for it. Uh, and then once in a while, I'll have one of them, if they're interested, write something. Um, and that was, written by, so that was written by a priest friend of mine. Uh, but I want to say that um, I want to say nothing. I just wanted to give him credit. <laughs> when did it first come out? Uh, 2012. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Like, everyone... I know was almost angry that they hadn't thought of it first. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, this is so funny. Whoever is doing this, I can't stand him because I wish I was. <laughs> like, this is just so genius. Yeah. Cardinal I, Casper adds three sacraments. <laughs> Number eight, annulment. Number nine, that YouTube video of that Lifehouse song with that Jesus skit. <laughs> and Christmas trees. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Why like satire? I've always loved satire. I've loved comedy. I've, everything satire from even, you know, people like uh, Douglas Adams, who did the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So great. Um, it, it's, it's amazing. And Kurt Vonnegut um, yeah. with Slaughterhouse-Five and so on. Uh, you know, these guys were not were not exactly Catholic, right? I think we can fair to say. Yeah. They were quite anti. Um, but they had this amazing uh, – and The Onion as well, obviously – they had this this acute sense for for what will make people laugh. What is what is something stupid that will make somebody laugh? And reading these things and just enjoying them so much, and it, I just felt like it was such a shame that the Catholic world was missing out on something. So I said, 
obviously I can't live up to something like the comedic genius of what is the onion or Kurt Vonnegut or Douglas Adams, but I will try my best to give the Catholic, to give the Catholic church what I have, which is not a lot, but you see what I give. I mean, I try my best and, and try not to think hard about articles that that's, those are the ones that bomb the ones that I really, I sit down and I think, and I analyze and I edit. Um, the best ones are, are the ones where I just say, like, I, I did one called uh, Woman Wearing Mentia at Nova Sordo, clearly batshit crazy. And I, <laughs> right? And I literally wrote that just because I wanted the word batshit somewhere in the article. <laughs> My favorite uh, articles that you have are everything having to do with Pope Michael. God bless him. God bless him. But it's like, bless this man. He announces upcoming World Youth Day. He's well welcoming for the welcoming committee to pick him up in the DC airport. Oh my gosh! Uh. He is he is he's amazing. Have you seen the documentary? It's it's uh no. You YouTube it and you see this twenty thirty minute genius documentary uh, with him in it. it. It's it's amazing and it's sad. Um, I actually feel bad every time I write an article and then I feel awesome about it. And then I feel bad again. <laughs> but, uh, the, uh, there's an hour and five minute one and then a 11 minute one. Yeah, it would be the 11 minute one. I remember one being like 20 minutes, but it's the yeah. same people, the same people that, that do it. so I'm going to put this on our show notes. You need to see it. It's it's it'll, you really don't understand Pope Michael's Pope Michael articles until you see that. It's, okay. it's, um, even as I'm telling you right now, uh, I I know that next time I want to write a Pope Michael article, which will happen, it's still kind of a part of me always like, oh, gosh, I, I feel bad. Like, I pity him. I feel so bad. But he doesn't know anybody. I mean, he he thinks he's the Pope. So what does he care, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't see. I don't really know any. So that's an actual guy. I did not know that. So Pope Michael is an actual guy who was elected Pope by his mother and I think his like, uncle and then like a couple of other people in his basement or something. Yeah, because they broke away from the people that broke away from the people that broke away from the SSPX. <laughs> you know, it's like I, actually, I, th- I think he may have. Yeah, I think he may have gotten kicked out of SSPX because he was too uh, too radical. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> right? So there's the SSPX, then there's the right. SSPV, and they're all straight state of Kansas. Like they don't, you know. And then there's like him, who right, is because so they, far the out. SSPV say. Uh, uh, that there's vacancy, right? There's no, there's right. no pope right now, and he w- goes so far as to say, "No, there is pope. <laughs> I'm the me. guy. I'm it's me, guy. my friends." Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's just take a beautiful moment and point out how this is why I love your website because it is us making fun of ourselves, like as a pressure release valve, you know, from the tratty versus lib arguments and all this stuff. Um, so some of <laughs> Some of my favorites. SSPX Acolyte stumbles during offertory, mass deemed invalid. <laughs> that's one of the first ones right there. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Colorado. And so that's a, you know, tratty one. Colorado priest to appoint entire parish Eucharistic ministers. Uh, a happy Jesus should come from the happy hands of a happy minister. Just <laughs> Eucharistic ministers sanitizing hell out of hands before distributing communion. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying because I just the folk band upset over masses interrupting their concerts. <laughs> How many times have you been <laughs> in a church where that's going on? I never saw that one. That's great. That's oh, an yeah. old one too. Yeah. That's oh my gosh. Um, 
I'm always so, scared. My, you want to know my biggest fear? I'm sorry to cut you off, but oh no, I, no, you're fine. My biggest fear is I'm going to run out of ideas sooner or later. But then I, I'm, I'll be sitting in church and a bird will fly into in, into the church, and I'm like, eh, there's a headline right there: bird breaking bird in church, and it's and it's stupid, but it'll keep it going. And you know who's a gold mine for me? Is Pope Francis? He's an absolute goldmine for I the Typer. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, that'd be one of the like best days of your life when he when he got elected Pope and everyone's re- everyone's response to him. Yeah, I didn't know it then, but it, it didn't take very long for me to realize that this he was going to pay, play an integral part in I the Typer. <laughs> Pope retracts punch in the face remark. Says he would kick them in the nuts. <laughs> that was low. Oh, but that was awesome. It was low. You see what I'm saying? It was low. It's a low blow. Oh, there you go. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Nailed, nailed it. Um, have you had any – so we we talked a bit about all the negative responses that you got. Like what's been some of the positive ones? Oh, positive responses are they'll come in email or they'll come, you know, keep it up. Keep it up by the cyber. We love what you're doing. Uh, the ones that make me happiest are, are, are communities of nuns that will send me an email. So saying, many. It's Thank great. you so much. That Those are the ones that really make me happy. Um, the hate ones, though, are, are the ones that melt my heart and make me really excited. <laughs> knowing I'm doing something awesome. Like I, I, I mentioned once in an article before that somebody who sent me an article, I don't accept articles. I did in the beginning, no longer. But uh, he sent me an article and said, Anyways, it, it didn't work out, and I sent him an email saying, "I'm sorry, I'm, it's not going to work out." Not not because it wasn't funny, right? Just simply because it didn't fit by the Tiber. Um, and then he just wrote back two words, which were "shove it." <laughs> I, I mentioned in the article. I, I said, I, "I remember I had a long day. I had a really long day, and I was extremely tired. And literally, the last thing I wanted to do was shove it. So I decided that day, I'm not going to accept any more submissions, and that's that." I am impressed that you're able to. So anytime we get a negative comment about the show, I like flip a shit. And <laughs> Luke literally send, he sends it to me, and then he's like, "Look at this crap." And then I'm like, "Okay." And then he's like, and then he'll be and like a day will go by, and he'll be like, "So what should I say?" And I'm like, "I don't even know what we're talking about anymore." And then Luke, gotta... and then Luke got kicked off Catholic Reddit. I did. Did you really? Yeah, I got re- so we were gonna. Yeah, ugh. this is a theme that's been coming up in my life a lot. How I just need to not engage. Um, just, just disengage, I, my friend. Yeah, just like what's the point? Um, but the thing is, it's so much fun when you just let it all out. Uh, okay, okay. So what happened? So we were gonna interview Shane Claiborne, who's a Protestant author and speaker, who I just think is just the greatest. And I would. I was trying to be active on our Catholicism on Reddit to one because I like it for the most part, and two to a promoter of the show and just like get people involved with what we are doing because like we're pretty big with like uh, our niche group of friends and like our community, and we're starting to expand to people that we don't know. But it's still like you know we're, we. I think I, I think I do think we have a good thing to offer, and I want to. I want to. Uh, um, I'll get it out there, but I don't want to like whore ourselves out there either. So I thought, well, I'll just be active on, so you know, Luke will engage the community. Exactly. <laughs> that was the point. And so I started to say, Hey, we're about to interview Shane Claiborne. Anything, anyone here would, uh, would um, want us to ask him. And this guy's like, well, tell him why not just run the, like, and so he just was like, he just started to be an internet troll pretty much. Yes. And I was like, my favorite, my favorite. Oh, and I was just like, what the hell? Like, who, like, it was like, it was like a nicely worded question. And you are like, immediately like, pizza shit, blah, 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 blah. 
And uh, so then, like, my, so then my response is go, you're a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. And so I basically, like, dropped a lot of F-bombs. And then I got a thing from other moderators telling, telling me to chill. Then I said, grow some effing balls. <laughs> so Luke only knows I got escalation. He only knows. <laughs> no, you got to love that stuff. I, I just, I thrive on it. I love it. I, I like, I, I, not that my goal in life is just to get, under people's skin but it kind of is it's just it's, you know you got you gotta just enjoy you know it, it's it's always better when you get that angry email because you know you you touched a nerve with somebody a lot more people are going to agree with you and and at least people are listening to be angry no one's listening no one can be angry yeah that's true that's true <laughs> so no that's yeah that's good. and you know, I, I think my thing also is that I don't understand the fact that if I ignore people, it'll just <laughs> go away or like no one's going to pay. Uh, you know, And so when I do engage, it's just like it's it's like you're feeding a monster both within with, within yourself and, and, and the person that you are engaging with. So like there's no point. You can just like, you know, and so that that's a good to know. I need to do that. You know what I do? When people, when, when I never, like I say, I, I try not to comment. I do once in a while um, on, on like a Facebook thread and I, and I, I won't like anybody's comments because other people might say my comment was funny or why didn't I get it? But I, um, the only ones I typically will like are, are trolls, are people who said I suck and, and they hate me. <laughs> Those are the ones I always like. That's good. We, we don't get too much of that stuff yet. Right, Gomer? Oh, just... Just wait until this interview's over, my friends. <laughs> you guys are going down the drain. Oh, <laughs> we kind of already were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Oh, man, you guys are really scraping the barrel right here now. I know. It's kind really? of awful, actually. But uh, <laughs> I, Okay, so the best part for me of Eye of the Tiber is I feel like, I mean, these things are so completely different and yet are a part of my life in so many ways. Like, I mean, you have parish life stuff. Devout Catholic becomes atheist after watching movie Heaven is for Real. Uh, <laughs> friend's excuses not for not making it to Mass getting pretty elaborate after having skipped Mass for 11 out of the past. I mean, just so hysterical. And, oh, man, man fondly remembers a time when a man could, be, <laughs> could read Bible in public without fear of being ridiculed, comma, beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so stupid. God, no, these are perfect. These are perfect. Do you ever feel like you go too far? Like, I remember reading one of them, and I was like, oh, I wish I could remember what it was. I was like, I feel kind of dirty. Like, someone had died or something. I can't remember. So, I, no, I did, there has only been, I think, one article that I've ever written, and actually, later on, like a year later, uh, ran across it and said, what did I do? And, And I took that one down. Because it, 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 it kind of attacked somebody personally, and, and I felt really awful about it. I took that down immediately. I won't tell you what it was or who it was after. Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, it, you know, the, the more I do them, the less I care. Because I, I, I know how far to push it. The one I'm doing tomorrow, I'm kind of feeling kind of awkward about. But... Um, I'm still going to do it because my friend did an image for me and it has to be, it has to be done now. <laughs> and, and now must be done. And now it must be done. You, you want to give us a preview or tell us what it is? Cause you know, this won't come out for another week and a half or whatever. Okay. It, it has to do with Michael Voris. 
<laughs> uh, in oh, particular, his hair. His hair, of course. What's the situation? What's happening there? I don't know. I don't know. I think what ended up happening is uh, he went to a, um, I guess, probably some anti Novus Ordo rally and uh, like an animal attacked him and it died on his head and he just kept it. <laughs> just stupid glued it on. <laughs> Might as like, well. Screw <laughs> it. Like, I don't know who that is. So I'm going to look really quick just so I can laugh. Oh my gosh, the Vortex guy. My parish has been featured at his website numerous times. Who has? Uh, My parish has been featured on his, the Vortex. What kind of parish do you guys? I'm at a, I mean, I'm at a really big suburban parish. So like a regular, um, devoutly said Novus Ordo, reverently said Novus Ordo, or just like a clown mask kind of thing? No, neither. (laughs) Neither. Okay. So it's just. But we're not too, we're not crazy. I wouldn't say we're crazy. Do you hold hands? That's <laughs> actually. That's actually. Uh, no. Do you personally hold hands? Oh, uh, only if the uh, my I, I don't typically. But my okay. we went to Steubenville. So the answer is no. Yeah, I, I. You know what? I forget you went to Steubenville. So I, I got to remember that you're not nuts, right? Well, you're nuts, but in the right way. Yeah, yeah it feels that way. <laughs> Did you see my Steubenville? I got Steub- I got Steubenville in there one time. I think. Um. It was a. Uh, the Steubenville quarterback exclusively thrown Hail, Hail Marys. Marys. Yes, one of my yeah. favorite articles. <laughs> oh my god! I think I yeah I shared that liberally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pray without ceasing. Oh yeah, no, I, I uh, you know it's really funny because um, there is so much animosity and and um, violence of of feeling tied to the liturgy, and you have like I'm a straight laced <laughs> hey do uh you know do what's in or say what's in black do what's in red kind of thing right like don't right. make crap up and just insert it cuz it makes you feel good right and uh but at the same time i i deliberately did not study liturgy because i became i couldn't go to mass like any mass i went to i was like oh they said they <laughs> instead of us and they said and i could i literally couldn't switch it off and i remember i had the same experience and when i was in high school i read that book mass confusion yeah, good friend, my my friend Jimmy Aiken. Yeah, and, and so I read the book, and every little thing I noticed, and I couldn't yeah. stop. And so I um I put the book down. I remember like giving it away to a friend. I was like, ah, you can just keep it. Um, and so I because I ended up not going to a Holy Thursday Mass because there was quasi liturgical dancing. Yeah. And I can't. So and they danced down the aisle, and I was a teen, like I was just a teenager, and so I I was nothing but piss and vinegar, and so I I, I made a loud protest that I would not go to that mass, and uh, yeah, it was kind of uh, kind of a big deal. And then I was like, you know, I won't do liturgical dancing or any crap like that. <laughs> but at the same time, if people are going to sing Happy Birthday to the 108 year old woman, I'm yeah. not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna flip my lid and you know right. storm out. Yeah. yeah. Did you, are you guys, are either of you guys converts? No. Okay. Yeah. So, but you're, I mean, you create a Catholic, you guys weren't always solid. Were you? I mean, like, I'm, oh, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm a revert, right? I think most of us are just, we revert, we came back to the church after kind of remaining Catholic, but really crap Catholics, right? Go has always been there, but I get you. Go yeah. yeah, I had a, I had a conversion, really. I mean, I was like a good Catholic kid, quote unquote, but mm-hmm. then I had a, High school. I mean, I was listening to the Scott Hahn tapes like they were uh, like they were going out of style, which they are not. <laughs> but uh, cassette tapes out the wazoo all the time. I homeschool myself so I could listen to more Scott Hahn tapes. His his um his conversion actually brought me back, helped me bring bring me back that and story of a soul. Um, but but 
after that, I read that mass confusion. I read that at the worst time because when is the worst time for somebody to read something about the liturgy is when they come, when they get back into the church and then they start learning about this stuff and then they get, you know, I started getting really zealous and on fire and I would speak up and I was at, I was talking to the priest every Sunday about things he did wrong. And (laughs) I was the most obnoxious guy. That's the worst time to read something like mass confusion. Yeah. Uh, How did you get out of that? time and patience <laughs> i just yeah. you know i just i'm i'm actually chaldean catholic right so we're one of the eastern rite churches under rome right uh but i would go to daily mass roman rite uh in, in a latin parish here in california so i part of it is me just focusing a little more on the chaldean liturgy on sundays which are a little more you know could be a little more stable depending on you know which which uh diocese you're talking about like all of them, but uh, I think I think I, I really think just patience. I just you, I think there's a part where you go from this this fiery zeal. We, we should start a crusade again and yeah. take back Jerusalem and all the papal states and all this stuff. It, how it happened <laughs> yeah, I with went me, that too. right? Every, <laughs> I, I literally thought we should try to get our papal states. Like why? Who cares? Right? Um, to a point where, and that evolved and developed into uh, love. More, more of uh, love, like you. Should. I start when I read, when I look at my Bible and and what I have highlighted from ten years ago is ten, fifteen years ago, are is so completely different than what I have highlighted now. Now it's all about love and patience and so on. Back then, it was a lot of the like, revelation stuff and they shall burn and <laughs> so on and so forth. That's, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of experiencing that exact same thing i think in the past i was i mean not i mean not not exactly that but i i'm i I think if you look at the parts of the parts of scripture that um were really hitting home with me in the past it was it was um it was more about like why the catholic church is right so because i I came from a pretty heavy (coughs) cross background in high school i was still catholic but i went to a lot of protestant events where i would i would say i was almost like half and half and so when I kind of not came back in the church, but really, you know, went to college at Sunil, so had no, and this is why, why I went there. I was, was, I wanted to dive into my Catholic faith and, you know, when I look at what I was into back then, this is early uh, 2000s compared to right now, it's all about the importance of personal uh, conversion and like reading a liturgy of the hours of this morning. I was really hit by the importance of like having <laughs> to fast and to, you know, and um, like mercy to others and to pray, you know, and so it's just, it's really kind of interesting how like that change that occurs. I, I can really identify with that. Yeah. And I was going to say something, but uh, I completely forgot. Carry on. We will delete that part. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, but our fans are used to me rambling. So, <laughs> what were we talking about? Marco, I don't know, Marco uh, Rubio <laughs> and how he's demanding Trump's baptismal certificate. <laughs> um, God is here. God is here. What? What is, here. what is going? On? Okay, so this is cool. I think this notion of um, like conversion, the weird zeal, and then the good zeal. You know, like when I had my conversion. Uh, you know, it kind of, I say my conversion, but an intensification of my faith, like when I was 17, for me, it was not, it was, this is the part that I hate about me. It was not about turning more to prayer. 
like I knew all about prayer and the Hail Mary and I could defend, you know, with apologetics Mary and all this stuff. But I rarely ever prayed the rosary. You know, I rarely went to holy hours, but I could defend the Eucharist from John 6 like it was my J-O-B, right? And I, uh, you know, I read somewhere from an Orthodox priest. He said, uh, whenever you study theology, for every hour you study, you should spend two in prayer. I was like, oh, well, I, I read Scott Hahn books literally all day long. And I'm not going to pray all day. <laughs> That's almost prayer without ceasing. No, thank you. I got the Law and Order episode to watch. Yeah, there's so much Law and Order on A&E. There's like literally 18 reruns, and that's how I'm homeschooled at the time. That's how I found out about our legal system. So, so were you were you that guy pounding Matthew 16:18? Pound it, pound it, pound it. That was that was like my verse. Just uh, anybody I talked to, have you read Matthew 16:18? Thou art Peter and Paul. I was the guy. I just. Uh, I know I was the guy that led uh, an apologetics. I taught an apologetics class while I was in high school to my fellow life teen high schoolers. Right. And in one summer I translated all of Matthew 16, what, whatever, like 13 through 19 or whatever um, in Greek for everyone, just so they could understand that Peter is the, as the masculine form of the feminine rock. It still means hey. rock and like all of this stuff, like hammering that in. Uh, and no one cared. <laughs> like, why did you write these? Why did? Why are we here? You know, and I'm like, because one day, not me, because I'm homeschooled, but you guys are going to meet someone who doesn't believe in the Pope, and you need to know the Greek, or they will never become Catholic. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, people were keeping journals. This one girl, so funny, keeping a journal of the awkward, like my attempts at humor. She would just keep little quotes, and I. So I thought she was taking notes, and she's like, "At the Genius. end of this, at the end, I know, right? At the end of the thing, she's like, and now we're gonna re- read from the Book of Gomer quotes, and, she, and <laughs> oh, they were, oh, yeah, that was awesome. And now we're friends. Little girl, where wherever you are, send me that book. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Well, number one, she's my boss's daughter, so I can make that happen. <laughs> Barbara's daughter, send me that book. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, so what? I guess we can't really ask you what you do now outside of Eye of the Diver, huh? <laughs> I, I, I work in the arts. In the I, arts. Oh, nice. I work in the arts, which is nice. Nonprofits, you know, bringing the arts back to the community and stuff. It's all nice. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, it's good. the arts uh, is very much a Catholic thing. Right. Right. Uh, everything from literature to music to, to theater. Every, it, it, oh, it's all rooted in Catholic in Catholicism, and um, but now, of course, if you go into any arts institution, it's anything but. It's 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 quite the opposite. It's filled with uh, the most some of the most anti-Catholic people you'll ever meet, really. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so in my at my desk, I have like a little I have a little shrine to Mary right to the left, where everybody has to stare at it every time they walk by. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I'll be fired soon. <laughs> uh, not that anything that we are trying to do here is art and or creative but one of the things that i that i'm experiencing is i at this point in time we're about you know so you know we've done lots lots of episodes and i can't listen to our to our podcast anymore because i just think i sound so stupid it's it's like it pains me to hear me talk on here uh, do you have that same experience with anything that you create, whether it be Eye of the Tiber or or other or other stuff? No, everything I I feel like everything I do, the way I sound, is just excellent. <laughs> How That's can I it. Be like My you? spiritual life is amazing, right? <laughs> I, I literally don't know the last time I said 
honestly. And no, okay. So <laughs> um, it's, it's been months. It's been months. I go to confession. I say, I'm really just here to hear your sins, Father. <laughs> <laughs> I am the most humble person ever. You know, I have nothing. Yeah, the it's it's a lot of reading the early reading a lot of early stuff. When I read it, I'm like, oh gosh. So you know, just because I feel like the writing has developed a little bit more, my voice has developed a little bit more. More importantly, um, but that's an easy fix because I go back to the old ones when I read them and I just fix them. <laughs> Whenever I run into one that I'm like, oh, that sounds awful. Let's just edit it. So, oh, you do. But you, you go back. Well, I edit it. So, so if I if I if I run across one that I wrote three years ago. And say, okay, that sentence is absolutely awful. I'll go back and edit it. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's the magic of the internet. It's the ma- it's, Why bother having the internet yeah. if you're not going to use it? What's the point? But you can't exactly do that with this interview, I, I suppose, after you, uh, after you publish it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you can't change the sound of your voice. <laughs> One of the things, <laughs> actually, actually, we made fun of a previous interview <laughs> during a, another interview, and I left it in there. And, uh, and and it was about a minute of Luke, Luke being like, yeah, he stopped talking at one point. And I was like, what the hell are we even talking about? And I left it all in there. And so I flipped out and I was like, no, he's going to listen to this episode. He didn't. He never does listen. But I went and I edited it out and I accidentally edited it out by and I wiped out two whole podcast episodes and some freak thing that I did. And so I had to repost them and it all downloaded as new episodes for everyone. And it was awful. It was awful. Was that Matt Fratt? No, no. We were, had... we were talking to Matt Fratt about someone else. Which, by the way, I just posted on our Catching oh, Foxes what? page. Um, <laughs> Matt Fratt named Eye of the Tiber's sexiest chastity speaker alive. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was a <laughs> looking man, that accent. That oh. was 2013. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, that was a fun one. The best line I is, to... I just... I no, please. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing so hard. I felt so honored to be even named in the same category as Chris Stefanik, Fred told Eye of the Tiber, in the typical modest fashion that helped him win the award. At press time, Eye of the Tiber has received a one-word message from Stefanik. Bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever had any, like, any guys like that, and please name names, who, when you have name-dropped them like that, they've been like, hey, that's not cool. Okay, that's never happened, except I, I did want uh, – so I typically don't ever ask permission from anybody. I just do it. Uh, it but there's a couple times – I don't know why, but I feel like I, I'm going to just ask. Uh, I did ask Matt Fred. I was like, are you cool with this? Because if you don't want to do this, I got plenty of other Chastity speakers that are sexy. Um, and, and, he was, <laughs> and he was totally cool with it, so he was really excited about it. So that was really good. Um, but typically I try to, cause I know I'll get a no. I wanted, I, I've, I've been dying to do one about, uh, <clears throat> about the, have you heard of Umbert? Is that Umbert? The unborn? Is that his name? No. Have you ever heard of that? It's like this, uh, this, this maybe it's this cartoon about, uh, this weekly cartoon in some Catholic news newspaper about this unborn baby in, in the womb. Um, uh, saying stuff it's like it's it's a, it's a comic strip Ugh. it's it's kind of crazy actually and it's been going on for a long time and, and i want to write one about how he's like in his 60th trimester and all he wants to do is get the heck out of that stomach you know <laughs> no but that's why i think what you're doing is so important because it can kind of point a light towards other things that we do need to like maybe change 
you know, and maybe like we think like maybe this isn't the best way to be doing that, you know, just throwing out there. I don't know why my voice got so high there. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh Someone my gosh. Down there. Oh, this Someone is so kicked. great. Umbert the Unborn, 15th year of publication. Yeah, you see it? Yeah. So how many, how many trimesters do you, do you go through in like in 15 years? This kid. So many. He has a beard in the womb. <laughs> oh so, my gosh it's been charming people of all ages with its gentle humor and prenatal antics <laughs> oh man oh god is here welcome to my womb site oh jesus oh yes is that what it says Does it say that welcome, welcome to, to my, my womb, womb site. site it's umbert the unborn a comic strip by gary that has been charming people and that's why i got that line okay i already read that this is this is true catholic culture this is where the, the, the deep Catholic intellectual tradition so informs us that it becomes incarnational and sacramental in the world. Art, you know, Baroque music, Umbert the Unborn comic strip, WWJD bracelet. <laughs> you just described catching boxes right there. Yeah. <laughs> where Baroque art meets Umbert in the womb. <laughs> Pope Michael gives it two thumbs down. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. 17-year-old homeschool boy figures out Trinity while mother combs his hair. <laughs> right, because you homeschool, like the homeschool kids are sharp, right? So they're sharp. Like, so sharp. These kids are genius. They're like, they're like um, Chinese musicians, right? Like they're just born with that. It's not <laughs> racist. No, it's race-ish. Just, it's race-ish. Just wake up and know how to play the piano really well. <laughs> Darn it. I really need to actually exit out of your website because all I'm, all I'm doing is reading. I mean, the titles, the titles alone are hysterical. Middle-aged white woman gyrating near altar, just like they do in Kenya. Oh, <laughs> uh, you should read the comments on that. People oh, here we go. Comment time. Yeah, they like they do not do that in Nigeria. <laughs> well, that hasn't been my experience. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're great. The, really, the only reason I write articles, the only reason there's I have the typer is just so I can read people's articles. I think that's the reason most people read I have the typer, just for the articles. <laughs> it's, the, the article itself is just a secondary thing. They're like, oh, let's see what I have the timer commentators have to say today. And then, oh, let's see what, did he post anything? <laughs> that's sad. Oh, you know, but honestly, I think you could probably well, just drop my mic because I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> you, no, that's not true because I decided to lean on the cardboard box that the the empty cardboard box that this mic is on. You could probably go to any theology on tap in other country, say who you are, and have free drinks the whole night. Oh man, I didn't. I that's didn't power, that. man. You know, we used to have one here, uh, theology on tap, and then all of a sudden they started doing it at. Uh, places that didn't have alcohol. What? What? Why? I, I, what is, I don't get it. <laughs> That's just theology. Who wants to well, do that? It's just theology. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's theology in a water bottle. It's it's it, it was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So I stopped going. Oh, good for you. Good I'll be honest. You. I'm pretty sure that I have like that. I've never left a theology on tap sober. Like I've never driven back from one. Let me put it that way. Why aren't you guys laughing? If you don't laugh, it's just sad. <laughs> no, it, it is I, sad. We're actually kind of concerned. It's we're just we're concerned. I, yeah. I I met you an hour ago, and I'm really concerned. Guys, I think actually we need to be honest. 
we need to be honest, Luke. Uh, What's up, Gilmer? This is actually an intervention for you. I've called our buddy from Eye of the Tiber. We need to confront you about your theology yes. on tap alcohol problems. All right. Where's his family? Come out, guys. Where, where, where is they? Where are they? Where is they? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Luke, sorry. what is happening to you, Luke? It's just, it's just... <laughs> My mic is being weird. Sorry. I had it on mute. Here I am thinking I'm being funny, and then you're just not responding at all. And no, sorry, my my mic is being has been weird this whole interview. So I've been trying to like put on mute and then uh, trying to fix it. And oh, uh, I'm the worst at this, guys. I'm so sorry. Who are you guys interviewing uh, next? Who are you interviewing next? Oh, um, Emma. I don't remember Emma. Emma Frad. I don't remember the name of her band though. Matt, it's actually Castle. Matt Frad's sister. Oh, really? Interior's Castle. Yeah. So they're they're um. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, listen to more of the songs over the weekend, but from what I've heard, it's really good, really good. Is she in Australia? So I'm excited about that. And does then, she live in Australia? She, I think she's actually out in England. Okay. Yeah, they're so they are they're all over the place. These frads. They're 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 a Christian band. No, no, that's it. Their thing is, I mean, they're Christians in a band. So, <laughs> so they're, but they're not like, Catholics. We're like we're ten years behind what all of the Protestants were were doing ten years ago. Right, and they're ten years behind what everybody. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hear the War Room was really good. I hear the War Room was really good. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh! Do you not follow all of these Christian movies that release in theaters? No, I haven't lied. Oh. Yeah, no, no. We have, this is an intervention for you, my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop, stop watching Little Giants on repeat. Uh, listen, listen. Kirk Cameron <laughs> is my pope, okay? <laughs> oh, speaking of Kirk, uh, I watched a little bit of um, Fuller House. Oh, gosh. It was comforting. <clears throat> was it really? I mean, it's, it's stupid. It's horrible because it's just like the old show. But it's like, yeah, I know exactly what this is and whatever. It's great. Yeah, my wife said it was. It was. She saw it and she said it was. It was decent. And then I, I read this uh, article about it that just completely just lambasted it. And I don't know who to trust, this article or my wife. It's not like Full House was a good show. It's just that <laughs> we, just true. We liked it. We were. I mean, I was indifferent towards it. I mean, we watched it. I think I. I don't know, but like, it's this. It's exactly the same thing. And people, especially. Oh, like um, oh, um, people like a lot of women who are in their twenties and early thirties. Talking to you, Emily Carey, um, they'll love it. They'll absolutely love it. I, I kind of feel like I, I enjoy it. Kind of like watching. Like I enjoy it. Uh, gosh, I don't know. It's it's you know you know they did. Did you watch uh, Boy Meets World? Oh no, I haven't watched that. You know I. I watched that a little bit while, and then they did a new one, and, and it was on. It was just, it was just. Oh no, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I have watched Boy Meets Troll, but not the new one, Girl Meets Troll. But yeah. that's not that wasn't on the level of a Full House, though. Like, because really, if you think back to those types of shows, there's really only two shows that are that are on that are on the level of a Full House. You have Full House, then you also have Family Matters, and that's kind of it, right? Step by step. Wait a minute. Um, are you talking? Are you talking about just TGIF? Well, yeah, like those type of things that were on when we were in our like you know like around the age of like dude, how old are you? I'm um, 36. Yeah, so you're um, I um, I'm 33. Like you know when we were like pre adolescent, 
kind of, you know, where, yeah, you had your TGIF and, oh, whatever. I don't remember when Full House was on, but. Um, how about, dude, like, how about the best show ever, um, Say by the Bell? Oh, so good. Well, yeah, but that's its own category. That's its own, like, level of greatness. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's oh, yeah. above. Absolutely. I would divorce my wife for Kelly Kapowski right now. That's not true. Um, edit, edit Lisa, that Lisa Turtle all the way. Lisa Turtle. <laughs> Just the name. I would change my name to her name if we ever got married. Michael about, Turtle. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. How about, uh, how about um, you remember Tori? Oh, the rebel who always wore her leather jacket with the sleeves rolled up. <laughs> or not rolled up, pushed up. Pushed up. Pushed up. She's, pushed she's up. a hard head. And it's like, where did, where did you come from? Where's Kelly and that one girl? And why were you in Hawaii? <laughs> Can I tell you something that I, I'm really concerned about? Remember the homeless girl during the Christmas season that Zach meets and her father faints in the bathroom? Yes. 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 I, and then they started dating and nothing happened after that episode. And I'm really concerned about what happened to them. Are they still living on the streets? Did they move out? Or did they find a place? Did he get a job? You have no idea. No, what no, no totally. About. The guy looked like uh, I'll be okay. I didn't eat breakfast today, and that's yeah, why that's he's fainted. <laughs> it was the best line. As a guy who was a principal and who's going to base a lot of his principaling on what he saw Mr. Belding do, very disappointed. Teens don't like it when you ask them to deliver your, you know. Your wife's baby in an elevator. (laughs) Just, I don't understand. That's what I thought this was going to be about. I was, I don't understand it. You know, I never thought about that. That baby was delivered and he had to do stuff. He had to see things. Yep. To get the baby out. Because babies don't just pop out. Well, my wife has only had C-section, so they kind of do. Well, okay, well. (laughs) All right, Okay, let's stop there. That's just a gosh. Are you oh, sure? Man. Are you sure? I can keep uh, going. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's move on. Organs on tables. Come on, guys. Let's um, cut oh. it out. Oh, Luke, Luke. I had a joke too, man, but I was going to try to keep it classy. I'm, I was going to say, look, I want to show people that I the typer is classy, man. And and I have to. Well, you should. If you wanted that, you should have gone on uh, Catholic stuff. You should know rather than our uh, yeah. our podcast. They're classy. No, uh, who are they? They're a bunch of priests in Denver. Oh, they're great. <laughs> they're guys out in Denver. No, if I wanted to stay classy, I would never have started this site. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, it's true. That's right. true. That's why. I f- that's why when um I asked you to be on the show, I was like, hey, we should be friends. You didn't really ask me. You kind of like forced me. You kind of wrote me like, you need to be on. You need to be on our thing. That oh yeah, it was like I didn't. You, yeah, yep. You need to be on it. It wasn't a question. It was. It was. It was a statement. Well, we can't let yeah. you say no. I mean, that's weird. Why would right. we let you do so, that? And because you never gave me the, you never asked me. I felt there's no way I could say no to this. So I was like, I'm. I'm obligated. Listen, you don't have a sniper rifle on you, or you're fine. And now you have to let Luke crash on your couch every time he comes to visit, and he will come Listen, often. I, I will show up in sun uh, in wherever you're from. <laughs> well, looking at this, I think maybe um, you should tell us a couple of your favorite Eye of the Tiber, and then we should do dramatic readings of it in order to end the show. Okay, you know, you know, really make it a a, a sensual experience for our listeners. How, how about? I I pick it and then you do a dramatic reading of it. Okay, okay. 
Okay, but it cannot be in uh, the movie preview voice. Oh, no. Luke, literally, I did that tonight at a talk that I was giving on the Prophet and, Nehru. And everyone quietly rolled their eyes. Uh, everyone <laughs> laughed their Hispanic heads off because it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, okay, how about – all right, are we ready? Who's, who's going to do what? I mean, you, oh, you, you tell us the article. That's one Gomer to do this I, one. I'm just going to tell it, and then you guys want to – yeah, I don't care. It's your show. All right. My, my, my personal favorite one. Yeah. Bat shit crazy one aside, right? Um, <laughs> you remember when, the, when the, the Pope sent out his peace doves with, his two, with these two kids and just yeah. sent out peace yeah. doves, and then they were attacked by crows? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the greatest thing ever to happen. Uh, so I did one on that called Pope's Peace Doves Attacked by Metaphors. <laughs> so. I remember that. In a gesture at the Vatican's annual Caravan of Peace, Pope Francis happily watched as two children at his side released a pair of white doves as symbols of peace and unity from the window of the Apostolic Palace. But just moments later, two me- <laughs> but just moments later, two metaphors, one of the world's unwillingness for dialogue, and the second, its utter hostility at the thought of compromise, swept down on the hapless symbols of peace as tens of thousands of people in St. Peter's Square looked on. <laughs> one dove managed to break free from one of the metaphors, losing a few feathers in the brawl, symbolizing that, though the chance of peace in the world is not dead, that it is severely fragile to more dominant and negative attitudes. A crow, playing the metaphor of the world's hostility toward compromise, had a better grip on the other dove, pecking the symbol of peace repeatedly, reminding all those gathered that in the face of hatred, there is really not much of a chance for peace anywhere in the world, let alone the Middle East. In the end, both symbols of peace got away, although the extent of their injuries weren't immediately clear. The boy looked upset at the bird's misfortune, prompting the Pope to embrace him and pat his head. The young girl appeared to be cynically laughing at the turn of events, perhaps realizing for the first time in her short life that achieving peace is doomed to violence and struggle against the oppression of tyrants and Muslim terrorists. (laughs) Bravo. Bravo. That is, these images are hysterical. I didn't even hear about this. Oh, the metaphors. Uh, um, well done, well, my friend. I couldn't. If I couldn't people cannot it. find Eye of the Tiber, where can they find it? Eyeofthetiber.com. Wait, awesome. what? <laughs> we have that, yeah, what, Luke? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm if people tired, can't find Eye of the Tiber.com, where can they go? <laughs> to whom shall they go? To whom <laughs> shall they go? Not, I didn't say Eyeofthetiber.com. <laughs> I know, but you were very <laughs> close. <laughs> you were... I, it's 12 30. I've been up since 5 30. Dude, you, oh my goodness. This it's only 9 30 here in California. Boys. I know. I miss the West Coast so much oh, sometimes. How How is the beach? Is it awesome in not Ohio? It, it, it's like 81 degrees at the beach right now. Oh, that sucks. Oh, it's 25 degrees here. Oh, you know, I've never, I've never felt snow. I've never touched snow. Really? Yeah, don't worry about it. Overrated. Never wow. touched snow. I really need to. Nah, you don't. Just enjoy California. <laughs> Seriously, because once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the Oscars, but it's going to be gone pretty quick, according to Leonardo DiCaprio. But according uh, to Leo, who knows all, yeah. we're due. Well, he was sort of blessed by the Pope, so. That's true. That's true. No, I mean, I think he's got a good point. We need to be aware of the environment. 
I don't want to die. <laughs> hey, let, let me ask you guys a question. I don't yeah. know if we're about to be about to close up shop or not, but let me just ask you guys a question. Oh, sure, of course. Your first question was the okay. Here's the question. Yeah. Pope Francis. Wait for part one and part two. Okay. Pope Francis. Awesome Pope or the most awesome Pope ever <laughs> or worst Pope or the or the most terrible Pope ever. That's a lot. That's a lot of choice. It's four choices. <laughs> I'm going to go with awesome Pope. I like it. Where are you going? Uh, yeah, no, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the same way. I like I like him a lot because I do evangelization stuff, you know, and he his joy of the gospel is pretty, pretty sweet on that. And so. Yeah, I like him a lot. I just wish there weren't so many airplane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. The only I thing I wish you would just take into consideration yeah. whenever like, we're going to have to write, what did the Pope really mean by? Yeah, I know. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Which wasting was, my time. I know, but it's so funny because your comments did that when you said Pope, Pope makes it mandatory for all Catholics to become gay. All the comments are like, no, no, no. Listen, this is he's thinking Spanish. He's not thinking in English, <laughs> right? You got to understand, you know. I had someone say to me, like, why is he doing this? I said, well, I think the reason why he's doing this is, whereas before they never had anything like this, and it was all nice and neat but kind of unapproachable, this Pope has said, I'll be approachable, but it's going to get messy. Like, he's willing to walk towards the mess as long as he projects this air of approachability. Like, I'm not God, okay? I'm not higher than man but lower than God, right? Right. I, I'm, I'm a, I, I, you know, what is the line from Augustine? Um, With you, I'm a Christian. For you, I'm a bishop. I think he feels that way. Mm. But then again, he's a Jesuit from South America, and you can literally get anything. It's like a yeah. magic eight ball. You have shaken <laughs> yeah. him up on that plane, and anything's going to go uh, out. And they're recording marks, huh? Okay, good. Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if he had, if, if he drank? <laughs> what you can get out of that guy on an airplane with that altitude and the alcohol so much fun let me tell you about putin that was a terrible <laughs> that was an awesome pope francis <laughs> that was a that was a great lenin bad pope francis <laughs> well when he drinks vodka that's what his accent slips into <laughs> in soviet russia Wait, was, you. what I, I totally missed that that was actually i thought that was a russian i didn't know that was Okay. Yeah, that was, that, I didn't know that was Pope Francis. Right. No, it was Pope Francis doing his best impression of Putin. <laughs> Which uh, is a spot on Russian impression. <laughs> he's so good. I don't know. I guess you didn't know that, but Pope Francis is an, an excellent uh, Well, here's, here's guy. a serious thing on this, and, and this might be, I really do I gotta go to bed. Um, I gotta pee but, but, you right now. This is, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we can just stop. I don't want to hurt your bladder, man. No, I'm, I'm going halfway. I'm just, whatever. Oh, that's fine. Um, like, one, one time I drank seven beers during an interview and I peed in the bottle during the interview. Mm-hmm. So we go we'll let hard. you all guess which one. Here's a hint. A chair broke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one's got to go back and listen. Yeah. Um, like what if Pope – I mean so what if he's a liberal? Like who cares? I mean he can have different political beliefs than you or I. It's not like every pope has got to be – like a card-carrying Republican. Can I just uh, – so you make a, a, a great point. And something that's been frustrating me is <clears throat> the way we act now towards we as Catholics and we just uh, – anybody now uh, is you have to label somebody conservative or liberal. And if they're conservative, they're awesome. If they're liberal, they're horrible. Um, and, and that goes also for, for Obama, that, that yeah. he is either – a saint and the savior or a devil and and right. and, Pope, and Pope Francis is the devil or he's or he's ama- the most amazing person why can't he just be 
a good pope who makes mistakes or says some things or, 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 or says things that he doesn't necessarily mean and it leads other you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. why does everybody have to be labeled, okay, are we gonna love this guy or do we hate this guy? Yeah. Or just have an opinion that's not yours on things that are relative. Right. I think, yeah, one of the biggest I mean, this is the thing that's driving so many people apart. It's it's this absolute. Only a Sith deals in absolutes, right? Uh, it's like you're, George George Lucas. What can you not do, right or wrong? <laughs> no, but that's that's so that. that's so. I mean, like I know people like you know if they're conservative, they hate Pope Francis, and it doesn't even right, mean that they're right. conservative theologically. It means if they're politically conservative, they have Fox News has told them that they have to hate Pope Francis right. because he talks about global warming. You know, and so he ha- we have to hate him now or something right. like that. And that, that's what drives me insane is even that, that further – you know, I remember Glenn Beck. I was, my parents were watching it, and I was over at their house and having a beer with my dad. And then he says, let's talk about social justice. If your priest or preacher or pastor says the word social justice, he's a communist, get right up and walk out of the doors. And I was like, Jeez. really? Really? <laughs> Okay. And then actually one of your commenters said, uh, I'm sick and tired of this Catholic social, and then in parentheses he put socialist justice crap. You know, and it's like, okay. Oh, you got me there. I'm converted guy who went to TAC. Um, just kidding. I, I, I like TAC. I have a lot of friends out there. Uh, you know what the, the best part about this is? I quoted so much from Eye of the Tiber last night while I was teaching my RCIA class. I didn't even I, the Scott on lots of puns thing because I was doing a salvation history thing, and I did the whole and I, and I went through and my favorite one is Israel's calf-hearted response, and I went through the discussion or the comment section and I said Hans' worst offensive pun ever, Israel's calf-hearted response, and I was like, oh my gosh, someone else thinks that, and I realized I wrote that three years ago. It says Gomer three years ago. You come. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Well, guys, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been absolutely. fun. Uh, we'll uh, email tomorrow. Cool. Cool, cool. cool. All right, guys. Take it easy. Have fun, man. Take care. All right. Good night.